you don't have cooking experience. You can't do this. Or you didn't go to culinary school. You, did you go to Paris? Have you been to Paris? You know anything about cheese? You know, it's like, no, I didn't go to Paris. I didn't go to culinary school. I'm from commercial insurance. But I do know how to run a business from that, and I made it work. This podcast is a walk in the life of entrepreneurship. We will interview people from all walks of life, but have one thing in common. They have taken risks, went against the grain, and rose to the occasion to thrive in their purpose. This podcast will be a source of knowledge, inspiration, and proof that greatness can be born from the ground up. From the ground up. From the ground up. What's going on, everybody? This is the Ground Up Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron, and this is... Keisha Rock. And this is episode 26, and y'all, I'm excited. I know I say it every time, but okay, I really am excited because this is our first in-person episode since episode two. So think about that. Episode two, now this is episode 26, and we are here um, with Emmy Lewis, CEO, or better known as Cheese Executive Officer of RVA Cheese Girl, bringing you handcrafted seasonal boards curated to highlight RVA's finest ingredients. Welcome, Emmy. Hi, guys. I'm so Hi. excited to be here. So this is awesome because we got our champagne here, and we are just... The juices are flowing. The juices are flowing. <laughs> No, but it's so good. Of course, you know, we wore a mask and we're being responsible, but this is just, it feels so good to just have that in-person, like, you know, contact again. Oh, yeah. So, before we get into RVA Cheese Girl, just give us a little background on RVA Cheese Girl before the cheese. All right, the girl behind the board. Yeah. I think this is my first podcast, so maybe the first time a lot of people are hearing it. So, born and raised in Alabama, I think that's where... Um, my love for hosting comes from, my love for having people over, Yeah, um, truly kind of springs from my grandma, my mom, people like that, but um, born and raised in Alabama, moved to Richmond when I was in high school, I attended Thomasdale High School right south of the city in Chesterfield. Nice. you know, I grew up in Chesterfield, so we relate. Oh yeah, Chesterfield girls. Yeah. Um, so I went there, after I went to high school, my parents' plan was always to do two-year community college program that's exa- switch it over okay wow that's so my parents did the same thing and I was like I don't want to go to community you college. wanted to kill them yeah you wanted to kill but them. I would I'm so thankful we, we were able to pay out of pocket and now like as an adult I'm like that was so smart so my dad does not listen to podcasts so I can say it officially here because I know he won't hear <laughs> but he was so right go to a community college yes I, do it y'all I can't say it enough yeah. I had a scholarship there I mean if you had good grades in high school I had a scholarship there my first two years were free oh I sat there and you know lived with my parents I worked saved up my money and even you know there are transfer scholarships so then yeah. you go to a four-year and you yep. get if, as long as you kept your grades up some kind of transfer scholarship and you know if it wasn't for that for uh, the community foundation I'll yeah. always give them a shout out for that scholarship to BCU but um you know, I wouldn't have been able to go to college or do anything like that, and I'm very thankful. I love that. I love that because you don't hear many people um, support or be proud that they went to community college first. So I love that. I feel the same way. Yeah. And I don't, when I think about my story, I actually don't put, give enough credit to that part of it. So I love that. That inspires me to, to be proud that I started at community oh, yeah. college. You know, own it and... As much as it did stink, you know, you see your friends, yeah. your sororities and doing I was the whole so ready thing. to get to VCU, y'all. <laughs> but then you transfer and yeah. I still joined a sorority. I still did all the You things still had that friends. experience. And I'll tell you two years was enough. Yeah. I was ready to be done. I'm with you. I did it I did three years, took me five years. So mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so what inspired RVHU's girl? I would say for my love for hosting. Um, I've always liked to have people over. I kind of like to, um, even with my family, treat them and do nice things. And I started it with a love for hosting and honestly a need in the market. Yeah. Um, I had a baby shower for my really good friend and I was hosting it. So I was dealing with the balloons and the cake and the cupcakes and everything that had to do. And I also was in charge of the cheese board. And I thought, this would have been so nice to access this to somebody. Yeah. They could have just dropped it off. We would have kept stuff moving here. But instead, I stopped doing what I was doing to make the cheese board. Right. And as I looked for it in the Richmond market at the time, I couldn't find it. And I thought, I need to do this. Right. I just think it's such a unique and creative (laughs) business. Like, guys, this is not no (laughs) ordinary cheese board. Let's just start (laughs) with that. I mean, there is a aesthetic to it that's so pleasing that it's almost like too good to eat. Like, they're beautiful. That's funny you said too good to eat. So that's actually, we're finalizing the website, you uh-huh. know, our taglines and stuff, and it's almost too good to eat. So you're, you're kidding me. I know that is funny so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. No, but it's so beautiful. Like, tell us about, like, walk us through your artistic process of creating one. So I will say in some ways it comes a little natural. Like my first few ones, I can kind of look at it and it's almost a stress reliever for me to sit there with everything done and just get to make it. Listening to to, your podcast, you know? Yeah, I listen to my podcast, The Ground Up, and um, (laughs) others. And then I just sit there and make the 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 cheese boards. And I honestly, it's a release for me, but also in the same way over time, I have had to learn like there is an aesthetic to it. There's certain stuff that pairs well with each other. I do a lot of research to find out. I never put a cheese on there. I haven't tried. Mm. Um, And I like to say and kind of brand us as the, for the picky eater, you know, we're not putting blue cheese on there. We're not putting anything that, you know, is kind of funky. We try to put every single board that's made and curated is done to fit a variety of different, you know, palettes and, somebody who is in your group is going to like something on that board, you know? I love that. And then you, so is the majority RVAs like actual ingredients? Yes. So I use, I'm trying to find more. I will say if you guys know anyone or, um, you know, you are in the Richmond area and you're doing this or not even in the Richmond area and you can ship, um, but you're in Virginia some way, I use a honey that is called Virginia Bee Company. Um, it's not based out of Richmond, but it is based out of Virginia Beach. So um, that's one little plug I use. And then Matt Sturdy Pickles. These pickles are the biggest differentiator for me. I really? go out of my way to get them. I found them at the farmer's market, and he is from Midlothian. Nice. I, the best guy will pickle anything, and the pickles are so good. I, I would say if I was ever going to supplement something, I could never do that because people rave about his pickles. Another one is um, pepper jelly Ooh. and then my honeycomb. So the pepper jelly, I use a jalapeno mixed with honey um, and then a strawberry habanero. And wow. then the honeycomb is just mm-hmm. local. But it is from Black Bower Farm, um, a lady named Lois Lobo. And I've helped her a little bit try and get on social media. So I've helped her make an Instagram and things like that, um, which have been good. So you really develop relationships with these um, partners that you work with to create the boards? Yeah, I really try to. Because if you don't know about their jams or their honey or their pickles, there's a reason why. And maybe they're that generation right after me that just 
didn't know doesn't know about Instagram and Marketing. the power it has yeah. or any type the of the power of social media. It's like yeah. get on there, you know? Yeah, that's so true. I mean that's how I found you. So <laughs> Oh my goodness. All right. So what were you doing though before um RBHU's girl? Like tell me about that that's that leap into entrepreneurship? Or was it a leap? Was it a natural progression? Or was it something you always knew you wanted to do? Or so I've always had that feeling. Okay. You know, like I'm not that bug. to be in corporate America. You know, you don't know what you're supposed to do, but you know you're supposed to do something bigger than sitting at a Absolutely. desk all day. Um, but that's what pays the bills, right? Yep. So you, you graduate college and, you know, you're... You're, you do what you do what we're raised to do. You go on and find that nine to five and, you know. Yeah, you just got to make it work. So I actually had an internship. I worked for Wells Fargo Bank when I was in college just as a bank teller. And I researched that they had internships um, for people, you know, in a nine to five. So they actually had an internship in their insurance sector doing commercial insurance, which would be, you know, if a business needs insurance, property, right. general liability. But they also had another part of their business that was employee benefit planning. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went up and did an internship for them my junior summer in D.C., lived in a basement of some lady's house in an Airbnb oh that I, you know, afforded with the money I was getting from that. Yeah. And went through the summer up there, moved back to Richmond, didn't have to go to the bank. Um, because they luckily had an office here in Richmond. So okay. I interned for them my senior year, got the offer to go back when I graduated and just, I mean, you know, so you were going directly in that corporate America, like this is going to be, it, you know, right in it. Yeah. I had those Brooks Brothers suits. I was ready to go. Yeah. Brooks Brothers. Yeah. Um, and I hated it. And I hated it. We yeah. hear that so often. And, and to be someone so set on that you know I really yeah. my my dad has worked for a corporate okay. company you know my my mom's a lawyer um, oh yeah and so I that just was thought this is me the natural you know? yeah. this is where I'm meant to be I almost felt like I was going to go to law school thank god I didn't um <laughs> but you know I thought this is me and went up there I tried it I didn't like it I really did not love the DC area I thought it was great experience um Loved all the people I met. Loved yeah. the experience. I think there was a reason. So it was meant was to happen. Exactly, it was, was meant, to meant to happen. To yep. But you were meant to come back. So what was that turning point? And I want to do something. Well, okay. So I know you were at the baby shower and all, but like, but really to, to go from like I'm going to make this a business. Like what? What was that aha moment? Well, I said you know I had that itch. So yeah. I didn't know what that itch was. I okay. thought is this a podcast? I love podcasts. So I was like. Maybe I meant to do a podcast. I got to kind of brainstorm my friend Amanda, mm-hmm. and we thought we'll do a Bravo podcast or mm-hmm. we'll do this kind of podcast. But in the meantime, every Thursday, I was making cheese boards for my girlfriends, and they were coming over and we we're doing our ah. weekly happy hour. And they just were like, Emmy, you love doing this. You need to start an account, start an Instagram account. Isn't it so funny how, like, sometimes our passions are right there in front of us, yeah. and we just don't know how to monetize it oh yeah you know so Mm -hmm. I mean that's amazing like you were already doing it you already had a love for hosting and you know your cheese boards are banging so they were already I I don't know at that point if they were like that banging but still you know you probably had a gift (laughs) (laughs) they could use some more I I, I definitely appreciate my friends giving me the love they did at the first because I look back at my first post and I'm like Oh, how far we have come. <laughs> That's so fun. So it started really with just the Instagram account? Yeah, I That's started. Insane. I thought, I'm getting really annoying on my regular one. I'm going to start losing followers. and I, That's how we felt with the podcast. Yep. Like, we should make a podcast one. <laughs> yeah, it's like maybe we're, I'm being a little bit annoying. So um, I deleted it. And actually, it was funny. I saw a, a sorority sister of mine post a meme that said, like, everyone thinks their cheese board is the best, but really they're just a, you know, a, a 
picnic board or something like look that. Look at me now. What, look thought, at me okay, now. <laughs> I have to make this account. I'm getting on people's nerves. So I made this <laughs> RBA cheese girl and, you know, I knew people in Richmond really leaned on that RBA name. And yeah. I immediately went to the farmer's market and found RBA vendors. And luckily, I, I don't know why I did this, but thank God I did. I thought to take every card that I had bought something from there. Mm. And two weeks later, COVID started, and luckily I had their cards to reach out to them to still get them to wholesale me stuff. Wow. But had I not done that, I wouldn't, you know, it might not even be a Richmond-based branded company or anything. And that's what's, I mean, I don't, I don't know, but is that something that's helping you grow is that you do use RBA ingredients? Oh, yeah. I would say I'll start it thinking the community as a whole. Anybody who had the opportunity to reach out to me, even you guys, they plug my business so much. It is so appreciated. Not one post goes by unnoticed. Maybe we should change it to RVA, the ground up. <laughs> yeah, the ground up RVA. The ground up RVA. <laughs> you throw RVA in there and people plug it. It works. They really do. I mean, I will admit I was drawn to you. Well, I mean, honestly, it was the aesthetic of the boards. But when I saw RVA, it's like, oh, that, that's home. Yeah. Exactly. I think that helps. And then um, having those Richmond brands in there too yeah. I mean, I have other competitors I'm not the only person in this space doing it um but I do think that differentiates me a little more is that if you buy a board from RBH you're supporting girl, you're supporting other people absolutely so did you have any other entrepreneurs in your circle or your family at the time of starting and do you now that's funny um so I have a lot of sorority sisters, I will say. Um, so I went to VCU. I was in FIMU there. Nice. And Caitlin Curnow, huge in makeup and, okay. you know, just an influencer of herself. She's doing an awesome job. My friend owns Shop Harvey Boutique. Nice. I was able to connect with um, Megan from Sweet Talk Strategy through some mutual friends. She's who's helped me get photo shoots done and really anything strategy all things so you use your resources but yeah I just pulled from wherever I could and and kind of tried to make it happen in my family though no okay no entrepreneurs so are you my great-grandma and grandpa oh what they do um they owned a small grocery store in our town of Cordova Alabama I bet they (laughs) sold 1500 people (laughs) I bet they sold good cheese (laughs) yeah I bet they did that's so neat. I love that you use your resources around you. And I also think there's something to say about the circle that, you know, you had people around you doing things. So did it help you have that belief? Oh, I can do this too. Yeah, it definitely did. I think starting the account and having the support I did. So yeah. I didn't have maybe my best five friends weren't the biggest entrepreneurs, but they were the they ones supported you. being like, RBA cheese girl this support that this. means so much it, people don't even know yeah like, I will say people. my closest like my closest three best friends I know who they are um I mean the support that they give feels so good and they're, they're not I mean they are into podcasts but they're not like they're not interested in like doing one but you would think they were by, by the way they let me talk about it <laughs> you know yeah you know letting you talk about it posting it on their socials they, yes, they all went to different yeah. colleges and have their own little following you know elsewhere in here in Richmond and, and it helps it, it really helps. does help it helps pulls in audience from so many different places even the fact of you doing this podcast it's going to help you pull in the audience from a different sector oh yeah so it's just it's great to let people support you and to not be afraid to ask for support either right no you're totally right all right, so what was the hardest part about transitioning from the corporate world to entrepreneurship, to, like, 
work, you know, starting your own business and working for yourself. So I have to be honest, I'm still in the corporate world. Are you? So I work my nine to five still. And yeah. when I get off, you know, I, I then switch to being the RBA cheese girl. Um, and so it's how tough. does that, how is that, um, like, how are you wearing with that? And like, what's your, um, like, what's your end goal? So my end goal is not to, you know, always do to, I, I definitely want to become a full-time RBA cheese girl when it, the time presents itself. Right. But, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time watching Shark Tank and it's funny, you'll see those people be on there and they're like, are you still working your full-time job? And each and every one of them are saying, yeah, I'm still yep. my full-time job, but I have hired people to run this company. Mm -hmm. So that's more that's so, you know, how I kind of see it for right now because it's opportunity costs. I can't give up that day-to-day -day paycheck that's paying my bills. But then again, at some point, if I could step away, I think I would dive right in. Yeah, and, and I, I believe you will be able to. Um, I think that's awesome. I love what you said about hiring people to run your business too, though, because at some point, I think every entrepreneur's goal is, I mean, we want to be involved, you know, you want to be involved in your business, but you want to be able to, the, 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 the beauty of having your own business is, the beauty of having freedom, yep. right? You want to taste the plate, but you want somebody else to make it. Exactly, <laughs> girl. That's it. Exactly. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. You know? So I love that you're already you already have that like mindset of I'm going to be involved, but one day I'm going to be able to step away and have this run seamlessly without me, so that I can enjoy life and I can make cheese boards when I want to, mm -hmm. or be the one you know coming. I love sitting down thinking, what do we want to do for Valentine's Day? How mm -hmm. am I going to make the my creative part of it? Like, that piece to me is what keeps me going. Yeah. And I would love if I was the one strategizing in the background on that. Yeah. Oh, I, I feel that. Yeah. Like, so basically being the creative mind behind it, because that's what you started as, you know? Yep. So, but now you have to do all the hard work to build a business. Oh, yeah. 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 It's definitely hard, but out of all the jobs I've done, it's the only one I'd want to do on a Saturday or Sunday. You know, it's the only yeah. one you want to do when you are already done with your nine to five. I yeah. don't want to watch Housewives over it. I would say it's the oh only job God, I wouldn't do like, it. Like I'm looking at Aaron, like, oh my gosh, she gets me. Y'all, I used to watch Housewives so much, but now since podcasting, I haven't been able to keep up. Keep up. It's crazy. I know. You, I don't know if you guys have demand for whatever reason at my apartment building. We can't get it. Uh, and I go crazy. Yeah. Um, What's your favorite Housewives? I don't know. I love them all. Right now, Potomac. Okay. Um, I'm with you. But I but, just think they're bringing the heat. I also love Beverly Hills. But the last season, I was kind of like, eh. That's all. Beverly Hills and New York are the only two that I'm kind of like, eh. But do you watch OC? Yeah, I do watch OC. I can't I mean, believe. they're the OGs, right? But exactly. Like, Vicky. But Vicky year, and, like, Tamara being gone, like, it, like what? It is. The, the tides have turned on that yeah. show. I sometimes wonder if they'll throw another one. Have you watched Salt Lake? No, I haven't. Yeah. yeah. I haven't had time because of the podcast. I but, know. But I may check it out. I, it's funny. My, um... My friends and family and, and even boyfriend, I'll be like, I have to try out this new Real Housewives franchise. And they're like, you don't need to try out a franchise. Like, are, are you calling this a franchise? I'm like, yes, I am. Yes, absolutely. We are the New England Patriots over here at Bravo, okay? Oh, my gosh. Um, I wish you all get. Well, I wish this was on YouTube. Aaron's having a good time, y'all. But he's. we only have two mics, so it's just me today, guys. All right. So I stole the mic from Aaron. Yeah. All right. So I found that financing is like, the number one fear of, you know, entrepreneurs to take that risk to start their business. So will you just give us like an idea of startup costs and then any tips or advice when it comes to like finances holding you back from taking that leap? I would say 
finances are your number one, right? Like there's a reason people in New York who have rich parents get $100,000 and make a, a good business. It's not hard with $100,000 to make a oh, solid business. Oh, goodness, Emmy. You're so right. No, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's tough, if someone, right? Because yeah. that's who you're competing against. You, when people are looking at you, they're looking at someone who has capital and saying, exactly. well, well, they're doing this and, and this person's doing this. And it does reflect on you. Um, I don't know. I, for me, I think... Get someone in your corner who's good at finances. If that's mm. not your strong suit, get someone who is. I have a friend whose um, fiance, his name's Kevin and Tyler Haas. I'll, mm-hmm. I'll give him the Kevin Winton, Tyler Haas. But um, he's works, he's in school at University of Georgia. He is super into finance. He's getting his master's in finance. I think is working part-time for a finance company until he graduates. And he's obsessed with my business and he loves to hear about it and he loves to run numbers and build Excel spreadsheets for me. What? And he just likes to do it. And it's like, guys, use your resources. Use them. You know, it's like he, he's just naturally interested in the business. You know, me and his wife are very good friends. I'm in their wedding and it's kind of like, I, I lean on him when I need, obviously he could never work for me as a CFO. He makes way more in what he's doing, Um, (laughs) but he enjoys doing that. And I genuinely think, most people like to help people. You yeah, know? I do. I believe that too. I do. I definitely believe that. Um, was was your startup cause? How did you go about like raising the funds for that? So I'll be honest with you guys. I I didn't have to put a lot of money into it to start. Really? Up. No. No. You know? I think that's important to share though mm-hmm. because. We have to share all aspects of it. Some businesses, obviously, you do, but some businesses you don't. So sometimes you have these creative ideas and you're thinking, oh, my God, it's going to be this great cost. But sometimes it's not. And, and, you know, I I recommend anybody who's starting a business, get someone ordering or buying what you're buying before you go giving yourself overhead costs. Mm -hmm. So I could have went and immediately had, you know, I'm starting at Hatch soon. Um, Friday's my last inspection and then I'm officially in and you know that's that's overhead costs I will for the first time Mm -hmm. since starting have rent have you know that kind of overhead cost but I have people ordering boards so that's not a a you know you have your income coming in you know I can cover that right but when I first started I would have never done that that was way too scary for me to do um so I recommend you know whatever you're selling what it get a following before you start giving yourself mm, overhead costs because yeah. you're, you're asking yourself to fail if all of a sudden you're taking a thousand dollars out do you think um sometimes you have to do things for free yeah 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 I think you do for marketing you do yeah. you know and it, it, it's one of those that you can either pay for marketing or you can do free marketing give some people a free board yeah but you got to look at your you know margin on it your cost of your time, yeah, things like that, but also what you get. You know, I recently did these charcuterie cones for someone. I hadn't been doing it much. I'd invested the money in the... Um, Go to her Instagram. They're beautiful. Yeah, they're these just, you know, the setup, how to hold them. I had already invested the money in ordering those because I knew, you know, if I was doing a wedding, I would want something really pretty like that. But because the website's not out yet, I had not had a lot of people order mm, them. Gotcha. And I was kind of worried about it, and I did them for free for this girl. She posts them. And I and bet you were getting people I after that. I have 10 orders of them now, you know? Oh and that's just the way it works. People yeah. don't get it, but, like, social media is so powerful. It, it is really so is. so powerful, y'all. All right, so what skills did you bring to the business, and what skills did you have to learn? Or, or are you having to learn? Because, you know, when did you actually start? So I started um, my official date as a incorporated LLC uh-huh. was um, March the 3rd of 2020. 
Yeah. March it, the 23rd. You've already come so far. Yeah, or March the 3rd. So March I did the 3rd. But I probably didn't sell my first board. You know, you have to get a few things in line. Right. Your licenses, things like that. So I started, I sold my first board in April. In April. I mean, that wasn't mm-hmm. long after you, you know. Yeah, oh. it started. Yeah. Up. Um, but yeah, I started in April or March, April, and it just grew from there. Yeah. Um, of course, along the way, you know, you pick up competitors and you pick up things like that. So my advice on anything, you know, when it comes to that is, there will be competitors in any business you do. McDonald's didn't quit making burgers because Burger King was. Yeah. But at the end of the day, the person with the best burger is where you go. Yeah. And and it's something for everybody, you know? Because as much as we say McDonald's is the best because, I mean, I think McDonald's is better than Burger King. There are there, people there's who gonna will be only die go hard to Burger King, King right? Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. Yep. There is something for everybody. Yeah. So what do you love or enjoy most about what you're doing? I think I love the creative aspect of it. Yeah, I really I sense like that from you. Yeah, I think in what I do, um, benefits consulting or insurance consulting, it's very cut and dry, black and white. You mm. know, here's the number, here's your increase. Yeah, and here's where you sign. Um, but in what I do with this, it's so different, and I can really grow. And yeah. you know, it's helped make me a better person just from being able to kind of let out that outlet. Yeah. I was going to ask you next, actually, what's something you've learned about yourself since building your business? I would say something I've learned about myself is just to keep going. You know, the the confidence I have, I, I don't think I realized what it was. I When I lived in D.C., I don't think always had that same confidence that I have today. But, you know, knowing the people I have around me and the education behind me and the family behind me and, you know, just looking and within yourself and saying like, wow, I can do this and kind of figuring that out. I I would say that's a lot of my big advice to people. Don't let people tell you, you don't have cooking experience. You can't do this. Or you didn't go to culinary school. Did you go to Paris? Have you been to Paris? You know anything about cheese? You know, it's like, no, I didn't go to Paris. I didn't go to culinary school. I'm from commercial insurance, Mm -hmm. but I do know how to run a business from that. And I made it work. And I would say if you have someone in your corner in your life telling you, you can't do this. Make it work. Absolutely. Prove them wrong. Make it work, y'all. All right. What's one thing you wish you had known when you began the business? The free time I would have gave up. The free time you would have gave up. Oh, wait, explain that to me. So you don't realize when you start a business, when you're working full time, mm-hmm. you've got your nine to five. Right. But then this business won't work if you don't work five to nine. I got gotcha. you. Five to ten. And then you're working on the Saturdays and the Sundays and Christmas Eve, you're telling your family, hey, we'll be there right at the time for dinner because we're super busy. Um, but, yeah, you just don't realize that true. People tell you, and my, my dad told me the day I said I'm going to start this, he said, you're going to work your ass off. Yeah. And he was right. Let me ask you something, though. What does it feel like working your ass off for you versus for someone else? It is the most rewarding experience you will ever have. Every win you have is only not only for you, but it's for you and your life mm-hmm. and your people and your circle. Yes. And it, it's more rewarding than any win I've ever had in corporate America. Absolutely. Um, Emmy, what would you have asked yourself that I didn't ask you? Ooh, that's tough. Um, so essentially, what is it that you want to make sure is put out on this episode about you, about your business, or something that a message that you you know, make sure that the listeners leave with. Yeah, so I'll, I'll leave you guys with kind of my mantra. It's only not only mine, it's another, um, you know, big hero of mine, Mark Cuban's. Um, <laughs> Love him. Yep, 
Shark Tank guy, if I was going to go on there, he'd be who I wanted to sign with. Absolutely. Um, but how you do anything is how you do everything. And, and that stuck with me so far from how you make your bed in the morning to how you do a board. And, it, it, you know, it's had to sit with me and trying to grow. Like, I have all these amazing ideas. I want to do kits. I want to do this. I want to do that. But, like, you have to do that first thing really well before you move to that second thing. And I think remembering that as you're starting a business, but knowing don't half-ass anything. How you do the littlest of your life is how you're going to do everything in your life. My dad growing up always said, like when I would like clean my room or something, don't half-ass it. And at the time, I'm like, God, dad, like, you know, but now I look at my life and I just, you can't half-ass things. Like, you know, if you're going to do something, it represents who you are. Yep. So do it as if you're doing it to leave your legacy because that's all we're doing, y'all. We're, we're making our legacy every decision we make. So make the next best decision. And when it's your name on the business, you start to feel that 10 times more. So, Ooh. you know, your legacy, Emmy Lewis is the chief executive officer. If this fails, Emmy Lewis failed, you know, I that's the way you. you start seeing it. All right. What advice would you give to those starting their entrepreneurship journey? Take that leap. You know, don't, don't wait until you have everything in order. Don't sit around and ponder about it till someone else does it. I've had a million good ideas. I can tell you I've looked around Richmond and seen them open in my eyes Absolutely. right before me. If you've got an idea, go do it. Don't let anybody tell you you can't. Don't let anybody tell you they know more than you and they need all this stuff in line. Do it. Pick up the pieces later. Yeah. You'll figure it out. And you, you just figure, figure it out along the way. 100%. You really do. Like, people are not joking you when they say most business owners don't have it figured out. They're figuring it out. They yeah. are. Every one of them. That's honestly what I'm learning, too. And I, I think that I want the listeners to absorb that. You don't have to know it all when you first start. Just start. Just and start. how you per- perception's everything. Ooh, you know? you're like, you're reading my heart lines, girl. Perception is everything. <laughs> okay, um, one last thing. What can we do and what can the listeners do to support you and RBHU's girl? So RBHU's girl will have the website out very, very soon. It, um, we're going to you know, make a huge announcement on the site. Friday after I open, which will probably be after I think this podcast is um, aired. So I will be in Hatch Kitchen. We can run pickup out of there. This will be a business done out of a commercial space, a business that has been approved by the Virginia Health Department. So no, when you're ordering from us, we have taken every box check that we possibly had to get to make this legit. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. I'm proud of you guys. This is a cool deal, too. (laughs) Yeah. But this is all, I mean, for us both, too, though. um, I don't know if it's a champagne flowing through my veins, but I'm just (laughs) so proud. I'm so proud of you and so proud of us just because this has all happened during a pandemic, right? This has all happened in 2020. 2020 was an intense year. And even if you weren't able to do anything but survive, like, we made it, y'all. We made it. You made it, and... Honestly, there were so many good things. I made a, right at the New Year's, I did New Year's boards and I posted and said, you know, I really can't be anything but grateful because I was so busy in corporate America. If COVID wouldn't have given me that time to work from home and take a step back and kind of see like, maybe this isn't forever. Maybe I, I don't love this quite as much as I was taught to love this my whole life. I might have not ever started. So yeah, absolutely. All right, Emmy, you ready for the game? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, y'all. Would you rather this or that? 
All right, this or that, white wine or red wine? Red wine, all day, every day. All day, every day. Would you rather build a snowman or make a snow angel? Snowman. Send him to get my uh, jacket dirty. (laughs) Kobe Jack cheese or cheddar cheese? Kobe Jack. Kobe Jack, me too. Would you rather be viewed as emotional or cold? Emotional. Emotional, Mm -hmm. me too. All right, Amy, how can the listeners reach you? You can reach me at at RVA Cheese Girl on Instagram and RVA Cheese Girl on Facebook and soon at info.rvacheesegirl.com on my website. That's right, y'all. Go get you a cheese board, y'all. And she doesn't even use charcuterie, however you say it, whatever. <laughs> Just get you a cheese board. Do it, y'all. Hey, this is the Ground Up Podcast. Thanks for listening. If you like what you hear, hit that subscribe button. Leave a review. Hey, and go follow us on Instagram at the Ground Up Podcast. Let's go. That was so good. You did amazing. I was going to say, I was a little, sometimes 